Welcome to Revere Assets, Your Money, with Danny Stewart. You never know how far the stock is going to go down. Tim Razor. Danny knows I'm a geek for all of this stuff. And Don Vandenborg. Telling it like it is. If you're seeking the best stock knowledge this side of Wall Street, you've come to the right place. I'm sorry, did I steal your stuff? No, you didn't steal any thunder. Who's handling this segment? (laughs) For the next hour, Danny, Tim, and Don will be talking investing. Investing is 90% psychological, and I love that. Trades. The market will usually overshoot to the downside and to the upside. And dumpster fires. Because it doesn't matter what you think or what I think, and it matters even less what Danny thinks. And now, here's your hosts... Danny, Tim, and Don. I got a lot to cover, Danny. I mean, it's a ton. The the show is going to be how I uh, see my screen, Danny. Uh, how, how it's got three screens. That's where the show is. It's just this one one solid uh, root right in my brain and then a bunch of branches that I want to talk about. So um, I, I think COVID is, COVID is now uh, taking hold into consumer confidence. Consumer confidence uh, is a precursor to lower markets. I will show you that in a few seconds. Okay? I've, got, um, I've got some wage stuff I want to talk about. Everything uh, that's going to help us make you save money uh, in terms of, I've got a study to show you. I've also have uh, a big picture piece that I want to talk about with power and electric companies. Okay. All right. That uh, not the most exciting topic, right? But this face, this brain, more importantly, this brain is going to make it exciting. Okay. I've got <laughs> Alex, who I, I can't see Alex right now, but I imagine he's just doing curls with 25 pound dumbbells. Hunter just fixing his hair. Don looking, <laughs> looking like Kiss. And so we've got the whole cast of characters here ready to uh, help you uh, start your because this show is sent out over the weekend. Start yep. your start your journey. Stock I'm nerds sitting on the edge of my seat. Precipice, Danny. Precipice. Uh, stock nerds and market lovers both know uh, that you can get this show hours early if you go to the website revereasset.com, and I can show you. Like if you just go to revereasset.com and then you click on the podcast tab right here. You don't have to wait for it to update to iTunes. You don't have to wait for it to update Google Play. You don't have to wait to it to be sent to your device. You just go to the podcast page and you watch early. That means you're ahead of everybody. That ahead of the curve. That is the stock nerd and market lover's edge. But listen, before we do any of this, Daniel, get all these papers out of my way here. Have you seen? Oh, thank God! I thought he was going to read. <laughs> have you seen this? Hold on. What is this? This is. Heaven. Oh, this is when gosh. you when oh, you when you get to heaven. You don't see Saint Peter. You see this. All right, for audio listeners, what are we looking? At? We're looking at futuristic Taco Bell, where you can eat like a king. And let me tell you something. <laughs> this Taco Bell is. It, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's the Mona Lisa of fast food. It's it's Leonardo da Vinci. I thought you decided to cap Not DiCaprio. <laughs> it's the Titanic of fast food. Love me. Taco Bell. Stay with me, Kate. Is oh it, is it, what's the girl's name in that? It's, it's Rose. 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 How do I, how do I know that? 
Wow, Hunter. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. How do I? <laughs> Kate Winslet played Rose. Uh, yes. Like it. Look at this. It's an elevator. It's like a bank. It's, it's got four drive-throughs. I bet you your food comes through one of those tubes. Remember when you used to go to the drive-through? That would bank be awesome. And like that you put your money business. in this bag. <laughs> like I bet you they're sending burritos down the tubes. Like, like, I'm, not, I'm not sure I want my hard shell party pack coming through one of those tubes. Yes, you, know you I mean? do. You absolutely do. <laughs> I don't know if my Baja Blast can get Baja Blast. <laughs> yes, they've got a they've got a specific <laughs> like is Taco Bell the biggest purveyor of Mountain Dew products in it? By the way, they're coming out with Baja a hard, Blast. Hard drink. Yep. Baja yeah, they're coming. Ta- uh, Mountain Dew is coming. Is partnered with uh, Samuel Adams, S A M ticker center. Yep. There. Yeah. Do you know uh, why they first came out? Mountain, Mountain Dew? Dew. The first reason they well, came. Why? It was actually supposed to be to go to mix with whiskey, bourbon. It was supposed to be for really? mix. Yes. I heard Mountain Dew was a moonshine. And they it, made it in the yeah, for moonshine. It was to it. mix with moonshine. Yeah. And, and, and yes, and they were moonshining out in the mountains. And whiskey. And, and that Dew. you mixed it. It was for a mixed drink. And that and it, it, their first tagline was "It'll warm your innards." Is it? Yeah, I remember no, that was that. decades I've ago. Seen that before. Wow. Yep. That's and right. now they're going back to their roots. Hey, can you find when you do the um, yeah, the, the, the taglines yeah. or or whatever you do, Zach? To warm your us, innards. Yeah. Can you throw that somewhere yes. in the title? Uh, this show will warm your innards. Yeah. I, yeah. Stocks to warm your innards. Stocks to warm. Did we just name the show? We did. Yeah. Stocks to warm your. Perfect. What's that, Don? Perfect. 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 Yeah. And look, uh, this is. I, I, I want clarification. I want to make sure we spell innards right. I N A R D S. I N N. I think it's I N N. There's two N's in it. Two N's in it. Well, Don is the dictionary. What do you got, Don? Two N's. Two N's. Well, I'm sorry. That's not a word I spell often. A R D S. Innards. This is a very fancy Like, you should tuck that chest hair to innards your shirt. No. <laughs> that's, a, that's, an, that's an E, Tim. That's an E. Can you use it in a oh, sense? Man. Yes, I can use innards in a sense. <laughs> Spelling B. Tim, you sound like you're a little jealous because of your lack of chest hair. No, uh, wow. I am. He does I'm, sit down to pee. He does sit down to pee. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> just, just, just did it. Just did it again last night. Like you just got emasculated. Dude. Like here's the thing. I went and ran like five or six miles yesterday. And then without I, help, I need no. By the end, I, by the end, I needed help. It's like a hundred degrees out here, hundred seven wow. degrees. It's hot, and so uh, I like. To, I wanted to challenge myself, and I was feeling good. And then I was not feeling good at the end. And so, like my Did legs you have some Mountain Dew. Now I woke up in the middle of the night and had a pee. I'm like, oh, my legs aren't moving. <laughs> I mean, let's not even. We didn't even think about standing for that. We just we absolutely sat down. And I think all middle aged men uh, who are trying to stay in shape. Uh, yeah, preserve your legs. Save your legs for one year. I figure, oh, I mean, wow. I mean, think about it, Danny. If I sit down, how long does it take to pee? Two minutes? Three minutes? What are, that's uh, a three long Three minutes? Is that a, is that a long pee? pee? I've never tied yeah. it. I've never he, has, tied he has trouble uh, well, never, emptying himself. I, well, I drink a lot, too. I, I've never I've <laughs> That's never when you know you're middle-aged, when your urologist says, you have trouble, <laughs> you have trouble emptying. Let's see. Wow. If it takes a minute to pee, and I sit down for those minutes... And I pee one. If you pee every night, right? How many nights do I have left? Like is a this gazillion? A stock show? Probably. We're gonna get to this. Well, hold on a second. There's a lot of time saved. Like, how much am I saving my legs in like knee replacement 
by sitting down to pee in the middle of the night. It's bad for your joints standing. Tim, do you want me to get you some Depends? You can just get some Depends. That's right. I, I bought them for my grandpa before he passed away. Uh, you, I'll get you some, and then you don't even have to get out of bed. That efficiency is everything, <laughs> I'm, is everything I'm all about. So, look, Applebee's. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Hunter. What you, what, well, what would you, I just... I thought it, I mean, considering the fact that you're trying to preserve your legs mm -hmm. and uh, prevent injury as you approach your, your older age there, mm -hmm. maybe you should get with Carson Wentz about a similar strategy of sitting down to peace so he can keep his ankles and Dear knees Carson. and <laughs> By the way, Carson might come back first week. Oh, my God. Anything could happen. Hunter, really? stop yeah, yeah, bringing no. it to football. We're going to take Carson, another left. Carson Wentz is uh, <laughs> sketch, slated. To, I don't, they must have got, uh, like, there's some holy water on his foot. So Carson Wentz uh, was supposed to be out like three, like like three or four weeks of the regular season. Now he's scheduled to come back first week of the season, which means if Carson Wentz plays, I think seventy percent of the snaps for the uh, Indianapolis Colts, the Eagles get a first round draft pick out of this, which means they'll have three yeah. first round draft picks in twenty. So they've got an incentive to sit him out for. <laughs> well, one game or two games. Well, maybe I, you know, that's Possibly, that's, some, yeah. that's some gamesmanship right there. But look, Applebee's is going to be getting a drive-through. I mean, come on, Applebee's. Applebee's. Applebee's going to drive-through. No, uh, oh, nobody Applebee's wants Apple. Applebee's guy. Nobody wants Applebee's. Oh, so it's a guy who's bringing up Taco Bell. And nobody, yeah. no, but every, everybody wants Taco Bell drive-through. Danny, what? Danny, look what? at this thing. This is Texas. Nobody likes Taco Bell in Texas except you. Oh, my gosh. Danny. You know how many good fast food Mexican drive-thrus there are versus Taco Bell? Have you tried Taco Bueno? Taco Bueno, it doesn't hold a candle to Taco Bell. Taco, Taco Cabana. Taco Cabana is much better. Oh, my gosh. Taco Cabana, much better. Taco Cabana is the Walmart restroom to, 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 to Mexican food. Three or Ta four, <laughs> three or four oh. hot sauces they make in-house. Taco Bell is like assembly line meat. Look, oh man! <laughs> Look, those those people, those folks up in the north side of the United States, Taco, they like this. Taco Bueno is the COVID to Mexico. Well, I don't need a Taco Bueno either. Wow. I don't need either one. Taco Taco Taco. Bell. By the way, Taco Cabana got sold. That used to be uh, Fiesta Restaurant Group, uh, and they have Polo Tropical uh, or Tropical Polo Polo Tropical, uh, and they actually uh, sold off Taco Cabana to a private equity group that they kept. Uh, uh, Polo Tropical, which is interesting to me because the Polo Tropical, just right up the road here from this, it's just right up Preston, uh, actually went under like 10, five, 10 months after it opened. Like, there's, I don't know who's going there. Well, it's, it's when you've got so many mom and pop Mexican restaurants around here. No, the Polo it, Tropical. No, no, I'm saying the, it's tough for the fast food Mexican places. It's, it's the Polo Tropical isn't a Mexican place. It's, it's literally... Uh, uh, fancied yeah. itself like tropical, like jerk chicken type stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's a chain though, isn't it? Tim? Yeah, it's a yeah, chain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's Fiesta. one close yep. to here. Never been. Like I literally uh, kept forgetting about it. And then I was like, oh, I'll stop in there and see what it's about. Like I like Fiesta. But, but I, the main thing is, you think that modern, new way looking it Taco says Bell is going to make a difference when once you eat their food? It's a two story Taco Bell. Oh my gosh! Uh, funny you said that. I, this is funny that you said that. The recesses of my brain, Daniel, know no bounds. So when a McDonald's or taste. <laughs> uh, I got to give Danny credit there. I, I, that's, that's awesome. That is really good timing from Daniel. Um, Thirty percent. So when a when a McDonald's renovates, their sales increase by thirty percent. That's why they renovate. Like, well, they put those plate stations in there. That's when they do really well. They, that's what Taco Bell should do. <laughs> put a plate playhouse with the little 
slide and stuff. I don't know I if I'd want to go to the Taco Bell Playhouse. I don't want to go to the Taco <laughs> Bell Playhouse. What you wouldn't you be admitted. You're too tall, Hunter. They wouldn't let you in. Hunter, did you ever have That's a birthday true. party at a McDonald's? No, I did not. Kid, you're missing out. Hunter, just because they, they would tell you you were too old to go down the slide. No, the uh, the the McDonald's renovate renovations generate thirty percent more sales because it's perception, man. Perception is reality. It looks cleaner. You think it's cleaner the whole night. And this time. and this Taco Bell drive-through stuff does look a little bit like what Chick Fil A's done, and they've seen huge booms in business yep. since they've like grown out there. Dark straight drive-through Jeff, vertically. Except Chick Fil A's food is very good. Well, that yeah, you and see, Chick-fil-A's you make a good point. Employees are very much a lot better. Chick-fil-A's Can you imagine that service, many Taco Bell customer service is unbelievable, and, and the restaurant is clean. Right, Chick Fil A is clean. Like, uh, you're a you're a clean freak, a germaphobe, Tim. I'm surprised you'd even walk into a Taco Bell when you drive. Ones that I've seen. I have. I truth be told, uh, I haven't been to a Taco Bell since 2019. Yeah, go inside. Go to the restroom. I know what they're like. I know what they're like. No, just don't. Just go through the drive-through. Don't look inside. Ignorance is bliss. No, I I got to tell you what. I I, Taco Bell would do wonders if they forced all their franchisees. And the thing is, they can't. Like uh, Chick Fil A has the model. You could only own one or two Chick Fil A's because they want their owner operators actually there working. The problem with all these other establishments uh, is you can own hundreds. Yeah, you get, you get and, little and, mini monopolies, and, and you and there's no quality control, like because the the owners are just an owners group, and quite frankly, they don't. And so you yep. get what you get. Unless, Listen, unless it's Shaq on running Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Do you like Krispy Kreme? Uh, I, I like. Don't. There's a place not, I don't like donuts. Bosa you know donuts that. out here. Bosa donuts I, is is probably better. Yeah. Um, the the Shake Shacks are uh, a little bit different because they're Danny. Well, I don't know if Danny Meyer how how invested he is anymore, but a little bit different of of a story. Tim, are you a connoisseur of donuts? Do you do you no. know your donuts? I haven't had a donut you since know. twenty nine since uh, the end of twenty. Wait, you had a donut? Did you have a donut the other day though? No, no he's keto boy, man. Right. He's on the keto. So you had a so you were you had holding a picture up of the donut, but you didn't eat oh, it. Oh, you had a picture of a donut. I just know what good donut. donuts are. It's not like I forgot. What, <laughs> I, it's not like I forgot what a good donut is. You got to teach the children well. What's this? Teach your children well. Let them know sour cream donuts with the crispies are great. Oh, those are the lyrics. So, yeah, there's yeah, right have a donut. Yeah, you yeah, got to teach I your kids, that. man. I never heard that song. <laughs> yeah, what is that? I know that one. You got it. It's uh, Crosby, Crosby Stills and Nash, Nash. Oh, and without Young, CSN. Yep, yep. Um, okay. Which I I saw an interview with uh, Crosby Stills. CBS Sunday Morning is the best television show in America. Is there a twenty four hour Kiss right. Channel I don't know about? And so they had Crosby Stills and Nash on. Man, they just shit all over Young. They're just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow. You people have a lot of disdain here for Young. Neil Young did not get any love in it. So listen, Danny, there's a COVID issue going on here. Um, and I want to, I want to, this, what I'm about to read to you isn't, we're not a COVID, we are not a COVID show, folks. Okay. If you haven't figured out from the banter at the beginning of the show, we are a Taco Bell and Donut show. We're also going to show you something here that uh, I want you to pay attention to. So I'll just read you. This came from the city of Rowlett, uh, which is, uh, DFW is a very large, Metroplex. I don't know if it's the largest. Met- Phoenix has a Metroplex too, where it's uh, Scottsdale, Phoenix. Like LA is another big Metroplex. Where you, you just call go- it all Southern California. Yeah, <laughs> like you get the you get the Southland and stuff like that. So DFW though, uh, the Metro, it's pretty big. And so uh, Rowlett is a suburb of Dallas. And so uh, DFW hospital, they have a hospital. 
VFW Hospital Council has reported there are no staffed pediatric ICU beds available anywhere in the North Texas Trauma Service area. Uh, let's see here. Uh, fast forward, the highest level ever of pediatric COVID-19 patients uh, are being treated right now in the region. Hospitals are reporting uh, currently admitted COVID-19 patients, almost number uh, 2,700. That might not sound a lot, but it's a big surge. The surge in COVID patients combined with critical staffing shortages, which is interesting, uh, could affect the capacity of North Texas hospitals to treat new patients. So follow CDC guidelines. So I only read that to you because a new uh, consumer sentiment survey came out uh, this morning. They come out on Fridays. And it's a big deal. So I've got a three, uh, three chart up on your screen here. And these are Y charts. And so I like Y charts. If you, uh, um, if you like, uh, if you like, if you like charts, I think Y charts are some of the some of the best charts out there. Economic because, fundamentals. Uh, I can do, yeah, with Y charts, it's like thinkorswim isn't really good for this. There's a dearth, is that a word, of information on uh, thinkorswim economically where you can chart it. It's just not intuitive. And it, well, so you got to put it together yourself. Y yeah. Charts kinda does it. Yeah. And so here's uh, U.S. consumer sentiment. You can see it's now you got this big tail off here. Whoa. Uh, and then I've got the S&Ps, and you're like, Tim, the, what are you going to get to here? Because S&Ps are, are on a skyrocket, right? And uh, they put, I want you to see the money supply. So I've got U.S. money supply, I've got S&Ps, and I've got uh, consumer sentiment. Before we had QE, and I, and I did a study on this. I was in my um, master's program uh, back in 2016, 2018. And uh, I, I was, I'm always looking for not lagging indicators. But leading indicators, you know, something to give me or at a least head. concurrent. <laughs> yeah, at least concurrent. And that, that, without being facetious and assuming that you know at the, at the end of the day, stock turns. Like, you know, look at, when you look back, oh, it's clear in hindsight. That, that doesn't usually help a, a stock in the market level. When you have something that is kind of leading edge or on the precipice of helping you uh, make decisions, I find that stuff to be much more valuable. Just like, uh, I don't like to back test a lot. If I have a theory, I usually will just buy one share or short one share or buy one call or buy one put. And I, and I call that future testing for myself. And so I, I watch things more closely when I'm financially invested, if that uh, makes sense. So this consumer sentiment thing is really interesting. So I have it going back uh, 10 years. And when you would get dips in consumer sentiment, they, they kind of line up with dips. They're, of course, they're not as exaggerated. Uh, but if you look at the S&Ps, you can see uh, little dips, little dips, you know, these little dips, these little dips. And I think you should throw out uh, this COVID area. Because, I mean, how many times can you get a pandemic, right? Uh, the start of a pandemic. But you can see consumer sentiment did uh, recover a little bit. And now it's been ebbing lower. And I wonder at what point that that takes hold because i i the study i was doing in my master's class i could actually see when you got down like if you downloaded all the price data and downloaded all the um you can get it from fred the fred website that comes out of st louis uh you could see that uh a, a move prior in consumer sentiment led to uh a little bit of price drop off and, and think 200 300 points in s&ps which by the way it's a pretty big move you know 200 300 points in s&ps um Every uh, one S and P point is roughly about equivalent to eight Dow points. If you th if you hear more, if you're more attuned uh, to Dow speak, and so uh, conversely though, I found that if price wasn't moving upward, 
in S&Ps, but consumer sentiment was bet on consumer sentiment, driving future stock prices. Because 70% of our um, economy is probably more than 70%. It's, it's, it, we're a consumer-driven economy, folks. We're not an industrial-based economy like China is an industrial-based economy. We are a service-based economy, which is, means we're a consumer-based economy. And you want Americans out there spending. So I put on the, on the screen here at the bottom the U.S. money supply or the M2. What, what, what Jay Powell himself, like you go to Uncle Jay, Jay, Jay says, what you need? And you say, I need some money, Uncle Jay. And Uncle Jay just reaches into his billfold and he opens up his wallet and, and, he, and, he, uh, and, he, and he hands you what you want. And that's what you've seen here. This is the biggest, the steepest increase in the money supply. So the analysis I'm giving you right now, stock times market levels, may not be accurate. Like, of course, it's a market, anything can happen. But we've not seen this injection of money into the economy before. And no matter what study you see coming out of um, you know, price indexes, whether it's consumer or Industrial and, and they're still at ten year highs. Like uh, the uh, industrial, excuse me, producer price indexes are still hovering at 10, 12 year highs. The new numbers that came out uh, this morning. Our dollars are worth less. It, it's just a function of there's so many dollars being injected. Imagine you got this dollar. You ever, anybody ever see that baking show on uh, Nailed It? Nailed It is a baking show on Netflix. You ever see Nailed It, Zach? I yeah, it's uh, baking show people like intentionally. People who are not professional bakers come on and do their best and do a terrible job usually. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yes, nailed it. And so um, that's what they say. Anyway, so at the end of the show, when somebody wins, they, they have this dollar gun and they just shoot them with dollars. Can you get a dollar gun, Zach, and make that happen? For yeah, us? you can get that on Amazon. No, I just meant on the screenshot that you do for our oh, for our YouTube channel. And this segment, Danny, not brought to you by Danny Spice Rubs, the best rubs for your meat. Brought to you by the Revere Asset YouTube channel. So if you guys, uh, Alex, tell the folks what they're going to win when they go to Revere Assets YouTube channel. Uh, you busted us. Alex is disconnected. Oh my gosh, Alex is disconnected? He is. He's been missing this whole time. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> He's having computer issues. Oh, is right. that, he is? Well, yeah, I'll tell you what you're going to win. You're going to win all of our classes. You're going to win all of our content. If you, if you, and if you subscribe and you hit the little bell on your, you know, when you subscribe, a little ding, uh, what you're going to get is when Alex drops one of his individual stock videos there, you're going to get that too. And so I would, so Danny, I'll give you a little uh, update here on the old subscriber list. So we have asked you, Stock Nerds Marvel, to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And you have in droves. We now have 236, 237 subscribers. Growing. Growing. Yes. From zero. Yes. And so, um, one, thank you. Huge thank you. Two, everybody, if you just do us a favor, forward our content. You find a favorite video you like. Like, this video made a difference for my investing. If you forward to someone you love, and you can subscribe to our channel, and set that little alert. And maybe make a comment. If you just email us on the honor system that you did one of those things. Danny, that's, is that Zach? I mean, uh, Alex? Uh, no. No, that oh. was me dropping my phone on the... Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, that was a mic drop. The mic drop, yes. <laughs> right. If you do that, Danny will send you some of his uh, soon-to-be world-famous uh, spice rub, which is, uh, I hear... <laughs> Much on, better than Taco Bell's. Good on vegetables, too. 
And so, uh, but look, this can money. Yeah, I, I can, we can hear you, Alex. Judge just fine. Yeah. So can everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, friend. Welcome back. So look, the money supply changes all the dynamics. But here's the thing. And, and while everyone's talking about tapering, in terms of bond tapering, right? Like Jay Powell. Jay Powell is just going to slow down how many bonds. Instead of buying 10, he's going to buy five, right? Um, that doesn't mean the money supply is going to slow. And so if, if the money supply dips, I think, it, so if, do I watch consumer sentiment here or do I watch money supply? I think you watch them concurrently, but this is a pretty steep drop off. And if you look in the consumer sentiment and if the consumer tightens up, I, 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 I just think that this economy struggles a little bit. doesn't mean I'm not claiming to be recession. I, I just don't, if we stop spending, that's a bad thing. And if you didn't realize. How are you going to stop spending when they're just going to print trillions? I, I don't know if that exists. I don't know. I, and, and that's their look, plan. They're not going to slow down. I don't, I don't know if that's, I don't know if, if we have the stomach for it. Any more printing? Like, didn't we, in theory, fire well, but all the, the problem is they've already got the boats. doesn't matter what the American people want. Right. They're pushing this through. And they're about to print because they don't, you're not. But that's all factored in, Dan. But that, 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 like, that, that bill that was just passed. But, by the way, Joe Manchin's going to, Joe Manchin, uh, they passed the uh, infrastructure bill. Okay? They passed the infrastructure bill. But the spending bill is being held up by none other than Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin's running this country. Joe Manchin, if something happened to Joe Biden, right? And, and look, no jokes. I, let's hope nothing happens to right? But if something happened to Joe Biden, Joe Manchin is going to run this country. I got the next cup of coffee. I'll take that bet from everybody. I'll owe people a million cups of coffee but, uh, if I'm wrong. But I'll take that bet with anybody. That uh, sometime in, in the future, you will see Joe Manchin uh, on a ticket. Uh, but that's that's uh, not here nor there. I think though that this dip in consumer sentiment has now taken you back to twenty to when the pandemic hit. That's that's pretty staggering. And uh, how how can that be, Danny? How can you have consumer sentiment wane like? And it's by the way, it just didn't start today. It's been going down for a little while now. How can we have such low? consumer expectations like when they call you like hey what do you think of the economy bad like how can you say that when the reopening trade right well the 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 growth rates and stuff are slowing down there's there, there, there there's something afoot here and and if you factor in inflation because the real inflation is higher than what they're so, projecting so yeah. if you have growth in you know you adjust growth for Inflation right. growth is pretty pretty feeble right now. So and so the so look now I'm going to translate it into what's happening in the market, okay? And then I've got another big topic. But um, look, let's just look at the Nasdaq chart here. And so when rates go higher, if they go higher from here, and I'll show you TNX here in a moment, the ten-year Treasury yield. Um, if rates do <laughs> or yields do continue to move up, I think you're going to continue to see the Nasdaq underperform here. And and I've got a trend line. I'm not I'm not the big trend line person. Like they're useful sometimes. I don't. They're just tertiary in my world. Like I don't I don't you know uh, the dude doesn't abide by trend lines. Um, 
But it's interesting that you hit this high. On, I got an hourly chart up here in the Nasdaq futures last Thursday. And you can see that you've come up and wicked it uh, twice now, and you can't clear it. And TNX has a lot to do with that. And so I think you'll see the NASDAQ underperform if this continues. If consumer sentiment, like, like it's like a perfect storm brewing here, right? If consumer sentiment sinks and uh, the consumer starts tightening up, oh, yeah, consumer st starts tightening up. And, and, and Jay Powell is actually going to taper. And, I, and we'll know a lot more after Jackson Hole. I think Jackson Hole is next week, maybe the following week. Uh, and they're going to signal probably out of Jackson Hole, you know, that unless they don't go, unless they just do it virtually. Um, I, I, I think you'll see the NASDAQ underperform here. And that, does that mean the whole market sells off? I don't, I don't know. I mean, you've got this great rotation that takes place every time the market looks like it wants to uh, pull back, like a certain group of stocks work, a certain group of stocks don't work. But this is all interesting. And it's all brewing, like right now, heading into uh, the fall. Doesn't mean you don't, you know, I think setups are setups, you know, like, so Tim, what do you do with this? Well, like what's working in this market? What's outperformed this week? Uh, it's interesting what's outperformed this week. You've had uh, the banks outperform, the steelies uh, outperform, you've had the industrials outperform. And so does that mean you just, you know, kick to the curb uh, the NASDAQ stocks? No, no, because certain, there's always going to be a certain group of stocks that works within inside of an indice, but it's something to be aware of on a more macro level. And Talk, we don't usually talk macro things on the videos that we do five nights a week, which, by the way, you can find those videos on our YouTube channel, right? Or you can find them on our website. But our YouTube channel, we put the red meat, the, hey, these are right now micro, like we're right in here. We're in the fight five nights a week, Monday through Friday. We produce five of those videos a week. Alex, what did you do for our YouTube channel? Definitely like, share, and subscribe. There you go. Turn on and the notification. And Alex, and Alex will um, absolutely positively drop videos in there. Alex is our, he's our video sniper. He's just going to pop up. He's going to shoot a video in there. And he's going to pop down. And you're only going to know it if you subscribe and hit the alert. Because if you And those are timely. Yeah, if you subscribe and hit the alert, you're going to get Alex's videos. And so um, I think he dropped one in there last week. Uh, not one this week. Maybe we'll get Alex when he sees uh, an a target of opportunities, what they call it. He's court. nailed. Yeah. When, he's, when he sees exactly. a, tar a target of opportunity, uh, he will drop. So then, Dan, with that out of the way, I thought that was that was more timely and more, uh, might be more timely and more interesting. By the way, Don, I should give you uh, a moment. Do you have anything to say about what I just said? I'm sorry. Chance to. No, uh, I mean, you you know how I feel about looking at macro things to make decisions. I'll let the charts decide for oh, yeah. me because ultimately that'll be decided there. Yeah, I don't think we're in disagreement there. That's kind of what I'm like you can't you can't say consumer sentiment bad, markets are going to tank. Like it it's just a heads up. Like it, that's all it is, it's just a heads up. And and watching I, I don't think though you can watch consumer sentiment anymore without watching money supply. Oh for a mid or longer term Outlook, you got to look at money supply. I'd like to make a couple comments. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. One, this is I up your wheelhouse. I'm sorry. The Fed may talk a little hawkish and say, talk about tapering, but there's no way they can. Leverage works both ways. If they start pulling back the money supply, it's going to tighten and you're going to cause yeah. a, a bear market. They don't want to do that. They don't want to be responsible. I will say from one thing, if you want to talk kind of about the macro view, mm -hmm. 
one thing that could be going on, because remember, politicians on both sides, I'm not taking one side or the other. I really, you know, I'm agnostic when it comes to making money. But one thing they could be doing, which it could, it kind of dovetails with what you're saying, Tim, is they could be creating a, a scare, a fear around this COVID so that consumer sentiment and other things, people do get a little scared and pessimistic to help them pass this big spending bill, not only the this infrastructure bill, but the next spending bill to get their agenda passed and then unleash a big amount of money. So you could actually see a pullback and then a, a big rally after that if all this money starts coming in. Who knows? But that's that's why you got to follow the charts. Yeah, there's definitely some cynicism. I mean, politics and cynicism go hand in hand, yeah. right? Yep. And so um, anyway, something to watch. Uh, some, know what, uh, we we know what they are. Now we're just haggling over price. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, do you mind? Uh, do you mind pulling up um, a chart of TLT uh, with the um, ATRs on there? The ATR yeah, uh, lines. Sorry, mm -hmm. my brain is drawing a blank. I'm looking at another thing over here. No worries. I was just right. curious where it was at in relation to its ATR. Um, yeah, TLT. If you, I'll set it up for uh, folks. Uh, TLT is bond price. 20-year treasury, yeah. Yeah, and I, th I actually think a 20-year treasury exists now. No, it's the average maturity on that is. And so, no, it's a 30-year. They don't do anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, well, I get prices on ZB all the time. ZB is the futures contract on 30-year notes, 30-year treasuries. Uh, so there's the third ATR, and then third ATR starts pulling back, can't rally. You're back at the mean. So here's the thing. This bond price move, it's, if it gets rejected at the mean, I'm sorry, Hunter. Go ahead. I, I apologize. No, I mean, I, that's really what okay. I was looking at, too, is that yeah. we got extended. It looks like it kind of bounced off the minus one to minus two ATR on TLT, which also corresponds to the 50 day and the 200. Yeah. Which, you know, when you're applying moving averages to all this, I don't know how applicable it is in the same conversation or capacity that it is towards stocks. Just, yeah. But it's a big move for TLT. TLT getting through 147 and 148, that's a big move today. Um, but there are still some moving averages overhead. So I, ideally, I think, like you're saying, if, if TLT just stalls out here and heads back lower pretty quickly, that would be somewhat concerning. But it's, if it, it powers yeah. through and continues higher, I think that's, uh, that's bullish for technology. Oh, no, that is. I 1,000% I, I agree with you. TNX here, uh, uh, yields coming down almost 5% today is why you're seeing positivity i think in uh in markets right now but it, if uh tnx uh i mean the rates the rates the, 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 rates, the rates were just last week were at 1.12 you're trading 1.3 now these are these are gargantuanly large moves in the bond market percentage wise with <laughs> incredibly low rates yeah Incre historically low rates yeah, I mean, these are so just, just a little teeny move even though it's a 5% sounds big, you're talking about 0.1 tenth of 1%. And the it, it, think about if we go up a half a percent or a whole percent, yes. bond market's going to get taken in the woodshed. Yeah, it's it's absolutely, um, I, I don't know what to compare it to. These are just large moves. And and that's why the Fed can't take it. Oh, it's, you're going to get a rate shock. There'll be a rate shock and then there'll be the over. Right, right, the, rate right, shock. Right. the rate shock's coming. I just don't know which direction. Yeah, it won't be from the Fed. It'll be from something else. It'll, yeah, it's, yeah, that's exactly out, it. Out, out. You know, mark that down, actually. Uh, there, there's going to be a rate shock. That's, that's I think, what, what this is all setting up for. Whether it's up or down, 
and it won't be the Fed that causes it. It's going to be somebody. It's going to be people on the wrong side of the trade, whatever the trade is. So, uh, big picture, big picture stuff here. So, uh, uh, Don, you were you were talking last week. Um, there's something tucked into the infrastructure bill about. Um, is it electric vehicles or is it just vehicles in general, Don? Can you uh, tell the audience about it? They they're talking about limiting the subsidy to only people that make less than a hundred thousand dollars and only if the car is below forty thousand. Which okay. initially people thought was going to hurt Tesla, but Tesla is working on a twenty-five thousand dollar car that's supposed to be their next big mass market version. Um, and then is, I, I really haven't checked out many of the prices. I don't know how many of these EVs are less than forty thousand. Not uh, many, I don't the, think. The, the, yeah. Um, the, um, what is there a mileage Model tax? Three is. They're talking about they are talking about a mileage tax. Too. Go, yeah. what, what are they saying? What did, I don't know. I'm, I'm not being facetious. Tell me about the mileage. Did that pass this version of the infrastructure bill? Not did sure. I, I saw. I saw that. You, you know, and that's. If you don't have certain members of the media sneaking in and looking at these twenty-seven hundred page bills, you wouldn't find out little nuggets like because the, the Congress is reading just it. Try to the what is the mileage tax is literally just that like uh, like so many cents per mile. Well, so, yeah, so they're talking about a mileage tax, which would actually be very regressive. It would mm -hmm. hurt the poor and middle class much worse. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But, yeah. but but also they're also talking about like fifty percent of the cars by twenty thirty or twenty forty being electric. Pause. I mean, that's just that's exactly where I want to go. Huge. Okay, twenty or thirty percent of the cars being electric, and so fifty, fifty percent, fifty. So here, here's the thing. I, I I'm going to present something to you that's a little bit more that's more macro macro than what I just did. Okay, this is a macro macro show, but I, I I I think what we're on, Dan, is a Kodak moment, and so um, Kodak. For, for the younger audience, uh, everything. I mean, Kodak dominated. You're not talking the about the bear. You're talking about the camera. Co Kodak? Kodiak. Kodiak? Kodiak. Kodiak. Not Kodak. There's no Kodak bear. <laughs> Did we just get Kodak bear? Can you do a Kodak bear, Zach? Look, look at Zach. Zach, we've got a lot of choices here. I don't think there's a Kodak bear. There's a Kodiak bear. Yeah. I was yeah. clarifying. I think there's the a Kodiak audience. chewing tobacco, which is a couple well, steps. Well, let's see. We've got, we've got Smokey Bear. We've got Kogi Bear. <laughs> We've got Timmy Bear. Timmy Bear. Uh, yes, there is a Kodiak Bear. Yeah, there's no Kodak. There's a Kodak. I know. I was clarifying for the younger oh, audience. Oh, you said that. Oh, you were I calling it a Kodak I, Bear. I was. I was clarifying oh. to make sure they didn't misunderstand you. Wow, what a community service that Thank was. Thank you. Yeah, it was very nice of you. You'd be surprised. <laughs> so, so listen. I think we're on a Kodak moment here, and I think we're on with these EVs. Okay, I don't want to. I want to approach it from this point of view. For those of you that don't know, Kodak could have owned digital photography. Like they could have been, whether they chose to be the hardware uh, in the 70s and 80s of it, it didn't matter. Uh, they, they could have been hardware. I think they would have been better off being the software, the engine inside of every device taking pictures processed by Kodak. Just like all the pictures were, pro like Fuji was a big processor and Kodak was the biggest processor of them all. But just like Microsoft for years until Satya Nadella. Satya Nadella might be one of the best CEOs to ever come around. He fixed what Steve Ballmer almost wrecked. Steve Ballmer led a period of growth, of non-growth in Microsoft 
that the lost decade, <laughs> the lost decade of Microsoft under Steve Ballmer. And by the way, the Clippers will be the lost team of the NBA with so much, so so much talent, and yet run by such a fool. And like, well, Tim, he's a lot more successful than you. Yeah, so take fool with a grain of salt. Um, Tim, did you uh, do you watch basketball by chance? Oh, t- Hunter, Hunter, stop bringing up sports. No, no this is stop, actually not stop. a basketball reference. This is strictly to the Clippers owner here. Go ahead. Uh, in the playoffs, the Clippers owner was on the. It's a famous little scene. He was on the bench. He's very excited. Holding he's the got knees. two young men on on each side of him, and he's very very handsy with the young man's. Yeah. Oh thighs. yeah. That, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen, right? So he's that's what he's known for in my head. That's yeah, well, well, have you seen the Windows dance when they launched Windows 95 and there's Bill Gates? Google that. Everybody at home right now, just pause where you're at. Stop what you're doing. Stop what you're doing. Uh, fellas, uh, Alex and Hunter, can you guys Google the Steve Bomber dance, please? And then we'll just get their Forget facial the reactions. Forget the stocks. We're going down a cult- cultural route. We'll just get their uh, facial reactions. Brought to you by Hunter Muslim. Should I pull it up? I'll pull it up. You know what? Why make the, why make the, why make the viewership do the work here? It's, uh, listen, this is dangerous. I'm going to the Google machine. Okay? I don't know what's going to come up when I put Steve Bomber dance in here. Is this the one in the red shirt at the basketball game? (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll keep your screen off. Okay, so here, uh, Steve. Oh, look. I put in Steve Ball. Not even Steve Bomber. And look at this. One, two, three, four, five, six down is Steve Bomber Microsoft Dance. Steve Ball triggers. I can't find the other one. We'll put it on there. I'm about to. Just had had to point that out. Here we go, folks. Ah, okay. Commercial, commercial. I think we'll get flagged. Don't don't full screen it for me, would you? I don't want to get. I'm not going to full screen it. I've seen this. Yeah, this is a bad one. I don't think. Uh, Steve Ballmer. Uh, let's see here. Bill Gates is just as bad. I feel like. Yeah, but let's just let's just focus on Steve Ballmer. Turn the turn the volume down on that, would you? Just a little bit. This oh, is Steve Ballmer, former CEO of Microsoft. Oh man! Wow, he's running. Have you, have you guys ever seen uh, across the screen the stage? Have you this seen where awful. Chris Farley comes into uh, Saturday Night Live? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. This, yes. this reminds me of a, a Kmart version <laughs> of Chris Farley trying to hype up the crowd. Yeah. Well, it's it's Farley, like Steve Ballmer. Steve Ballmer has a van down by the river. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. He looks so mad. No, this is happening. He looks like he is under the influence of. This is the same guy some, who some didn't drugs. think the iPhone was going to work. Yes, I agree, Hunter. Yeah, that was the '90s too. You got to remember that was the party era, late '90s. He looks like he's about to have oh. a heart attack. If this isn't <laughs> yeah. if this isn't an advertisement for Go Run. Wow. All right. Okay. So he loves the company. That's so Steve Ballmer just about ruined Microsoft by holding on the whole point of this stuff, uh, holding on um, too long to the office complex where it's disks. We're going to be doing disks. We're we're not going to do anything in the cloud. We're just, or move forward. Yeah. Just, just no vision. Right. And Satya Nadella has, uh, all this vision in the world, which I find, you know, what a contrast. The fact, the fact, somebody probably had a, I don't know why Steve Ballmer left. 
but it had to be a gargantuan force to get Sachi Nadella uh, in there. So Steve Ballmer left. By the way, owns more uh, stock than Bill Gates at this point in Microsoft. Just a side note there. Including the, uh, the foundation? Tr- yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know about the foundation, but definitely more than Bill Gates. Uh, so anyway, Kodak could have in the set, they developed, is Kodak developed the digital photography software? Like they had it, but they refused to market it. They refused to develop it. <laughs> develop it. I didn't even try for the joke there. Um, they, they didn't want to kill their processing business. They didn't want to kill what they already, I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars being generated by people dropping off their 126 cartridges, 35 uh, millimeter rolls, and all this other stuff. And they squashed the innovation. And they let companies like Sony and Canon just film, steal it from them. And, and now uh, with iPhone. But if you think about what Kodak could have done, just they could have taken uh, on an Intel strategy where all the PCs in the 90s and the early 2000s was, it, you couldn't get away from it. It was Intel inside, right? One of the greatest marketing Intel campaigns. Chip, yeah. Intel chips inside. Better than AMD. Intel inside. And Kodak could have been the processor, like Kodak inside of any device, you know, to make it. And, and what a missed opportunity. And I think part of me thinks gas stations are having that moment right now. And I think they're about to lose to power companies. And I, I think it has everything to do with electric cars here. And so by, you just said it, Danny, 50% of the vehicles being produced by 2030. Who knows if that date That's slides. why you need such a massive bill. Hold on a second. 20, 30, 50% of the cars being produced have to be electric, right? Like there's this push, whether you agree with it, Tim, you know they're powered by coal. Like, like you know, because electricity is still power. Mining yeah. for lithium. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, the whole nine yards. Like, I don't want to discuss that part of it. It's, it's coming. At this moment, it's coming. So something better comes along. It's coming. And it's being legislated to come. It's not, it, it, whether it's true. It's not mar- supply and demand. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. Like, sometimes it is difficult to separate money and politics, right? And, um. Just this week, you had the administration ask the federal administration asking some of our not so friendly allies to pump more oil, so we can like we could have energy independence here in America, but we're making it very difficult to pump oil in this country with this new administration, and we've asked our OPEC friends. Has anyone ever said the word our OPEC friends? Our OPEC friends to pump more seems not like a great no. idea. Thank you. Yes. Doesn't seem like like we have the seems ability. Seems un-American. Well, I, I, it seems like, hey, we have this amazing technology and this amazing natural resource that would really help. You talk about regressive tax. Higher fuel is the ultimate regressive tax on Americans because we don't have great public transit. We're a very big, large, spread out country. Well, that's the other motive. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so um, if, you, if you're trying to drive people to these electric vehicles, drive people. Man, I am just good at the unintended pun today. I develop earlier and now drive. If you're trying to drive people to these electric vehicles. Well, the way to do it is through higher fuel prices, right? And the way to make it look like you're seeming to try to fix the issue to the voter is 
It's well, like they fix college, man. Cost of college. Right. Like that's going to go down. And oil's not. And so anyway, that aside, it appears that we're on the precipice of this huge shift, right? It's not tomorrow. It's five to seven years from now. Okay. And so I, I saw this in the, in the paper the other week and I couldn't, I, I, I cut it out and I, couldn't wrap why it stuck out to me so much. And then it dawned on me this whole Kodak theory with digital photography. So um, you guys have racetracks, uh, yeah. not, not, not racetracks where you go racing, gas but stations. gas stations yes. are called racetracks. Yeah. Like okay. Quick yeah. Trip. Yeah, like Quick Trip. doesn't matter which one. And, and so um, gas stations are wrestling with the, with the, should we put in EV pumps, right? Should we put in pumps where you would pull up and charge your vehicle? And granted, the technology is going to get better. Whatever pump you would put in today is, go is going to be a thousand, just like the iPhone. The iPhone in 20 2007, when it was introduced, <laughs> I mean, it's a gazillion times better right now, right? It's all that technology, how fast it takes, like all the problems of today are not going to go away, but they're going to they're going to get diminished. They're going to they're going to go down as right. time goes on. So keep that in mind. But here. Charging units and installation typically cost upward of $100,000 each and might entail the expense of tearing up pavement and lay conduit. Automakers, including General Motors Ford, aggressively expanded their lineups of cars on electric vehicles. Uh, Biden set a target of 50, uh, hybrid uh, electric cars uh, and hydrogen fuel cell vehicles 50% by 2030. However, right now, uh, electric vehicles make up only 2 to 3% of U.S. sales. This is the Kodak moment. We don't see, and I'm not saying it's not true, but I just want you to keep in mind, stock nerds, the, the thought about who had a digital camera when they first started making their way in the mid to late 90s. Not as good. Like, you heard all the reason, right? This is the, in my mind, this is the, it's a parallel. Not the exact same thing, it's a parallel. Not enough memory, the clarity, all the things that people said about photography, right? But then, I mean, really nothing else right now, right? Here we go. However, let's, okay, so we don't see an investable marketplace, said A.J. Uh, Scarandi, president of Metroplex Energy, the fuel supply subsidiary of Racetrack Petroleum, which owns more than 750 racetrack and raceway gas stations. We're perfectly okay with putting capital at risk. The key is we have to have a, uh, a viable business case. And, 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 I don't disagree. I, there's nothing that he said there that I don't think anyone could disagree with. The money is not there right now. But is it? Is it just on the cusp of the greatest baseball game ever played last night, Field of Dreams, baseball game? If you build it, will they come? And so... Well, you hit, you hit a very key point there. So one reason he's also saying that is when you get those charging stations, Right now, you're right. The technology yeah. where you can't supercharge it in three, four, five minutes. Right. It takes half an hour, 45. So you got a car pulling up, sitting there. They go in and sure they buy something because that's really the end game. It's right, not right. to fill up your tank of gas. It's to get you there for 10 minutes or five minutes. So you go buy a bunch of junk in the store and then leave. When you're charging your electric car, you got one person. They only buy a finite amount of stuff. And then they sit there and it's not, you don't oh, have to turn over money. Let's, let's not yeah. solve, let's not solve his business case yeah. right now. Let's say that he's going to lose out on this business. No, I, I see what you're saying though. You're saying if the technology nope. comes. You don't see it yet. You don't see it yet. And I'm going to show it to you in a chart. Well, I'm going to show it to you in what I think is going to happen. So on this chart, 
back to the screens, Daniel. I think what you're going to see is the power companies win this. That I'm not saying gas stations are obsolete. I'm not saying petrol-driven vehicles are obsolete or going obsolete. Like, who knows where this is all headed? But I believe, just like Kodak lost a digital photography moment, the gas stations that you see today are going to lose the war. And they're going to lose it because it's, it's going to be easier for individual consumers to be their own power stations. You're going to see, uh, like, I've, on your charts, doctors, uh, and it, look, this looks back 10 years. This doesn't look forward. Like, this doesn't tell me, well, what if this happens? These are Y charts, by the way. And I can plug in here, Knee Energy, Chesapeake. I can do the XLU, right? And I think utility companies are going to be the great winner. I think that moving and and moving forward, I and I don't even know. I should have done a little bit more research. Can someone tell me or look up real quick? Is there a universal charger? I don't think there is. I think Tesla has their own adapter. Ford has their own adapter, uh, which is part of the problem too. But I think once you get to universal adapt, can someone please tell me that because that is a big part of this literally just thought of um that the power they're not universal tesla's talking oh. about opening theirs up okay so once you get to universal adapter the power companies come in and you know whatever you're paying for your energy is a <laughs> hell of a lot cheaper than petrol right now, right okay so you get you, you you know you can get a power adapter at your house or maybe uh the power station doesn't have the whole infrastructure, EPA, you know, limitations. The power company comes in, it's just a tiny plot of land, you know, where maybe they go where they're, uh, where they're you know, they, they come in and they farm it out to uh, uh, different, different businesses. And it's the power companies that are going to win. It's not the gas companies. Like if I was, I, I would want to try to future-proof my business and it's going to take that kind of, it, there's going to be a visionary here in this fuel space that's going to figure this out, whether it's Murphy USA whether it's Travel Centers of America uh, or Casey's General Store, which I could, you know, Casey's, TA, those are three of the bigger ones that have uh, that have petrol businesses tied to their, of course, convenience store businesses. But I think, Danny, you hit on something, that you get somebody tied up. Right now it's 30 minutes, right? 20, 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Give them a better shopping experience. Like uh, I told you that uh, when I was on my uh, little trip uh, earlier this year, uh, with the kids that I went into a Walgreens and the whole front of them, the Walgreens wasn't Walgreens anymore. It was Kroger. Right. So now you can see where if you give them something to do more than just charge up their car, maybe kill two birds with one stone, you've, you've got something more. Uh, uh, and then that charging time eventually comes down maybe by 2030, 2035. But I, I think that these gas stations, whether I don't know if they adapt or not. Oh, they're going to have to adapt. Well, I, but, but, but will it be too late? Because cause the power, I mean, eventually what I predict you'll see is the power, by the way, this is, uh, if you look at your screen, look at the growth of $10,000 in me. This, this was really uh, kind of shocking from 10 years ago. So uh, August, we're doing this show Friday, uh, August uh, 2021, going back to August 13th, 2011, 10 years. Look at, look at your money has grown in me. Look, I get it. Well, Tim put Tesla. With all the growth stocks in there, this is a utility, folks. Give me a break. That, that's pretty astounding. That I mean, you double your money in. Uh, uh, let's see. Excuse me. I'm talking. Do I have the right stock up there? Chesapeake. That's XLU, CHK, yeah. and then yeah. NRG is. I might. Is, that's. 
Yeah, oh, NRG. Not, thank not you. next era. Apologize. Yeah. Apologize. NRG. Thank you for uh, correcting me. I, I didn't realize I was saying that wrong. But just look at the growth. Like, see, look at the growth of this. It's amazing. Over ten years, like, like you wouldn't think of that as a utility, right? Um, and so, I think utilities win this battle. I think they're going to be who dominates power, and then you probably because you get a tax at the pump to pay for roads in theory, right? There's a, there's a lot of variables, yeah. And if they get this mileage per mile tax, you could actually significantly hurt the auto industry, whether it's electric or gas, for mass yeah. transit. And there's some well, huge lobbies. There's some huge lobbies in the background pushing for these big, big mass area transits. Yeah, that, I you know. I just wonder that. It, like, let's pretend that they don't get that through. Um, it's going to be on your electric bill that you're going to see a. a uh, whatever they call the tax, it'll be for the roads. Because if 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 the new vehicles being purchased, they sell, so you know, they sell about 17 million new vehicles a year. Okay? So uh, that's on average. So 17, the new ve 17 million brand new, not used, brand new vehicles are typically sold. And so uh, if you've got 8.5 million vehicles every year coming out that have to be some form of electric, you know, eventually you're going to. The, well, we're already paying. There already is a gas tax in place that's very high that was supposed to be to fix the road. Yeah, but it's, they've but, already but, taken <coughs> and spent it for something else. So less people filling up at a traditional gas pump. Yeah, I get you it. Gotta, you I, gotta that'll go that. down. They got to make up the yeah. electric. I get that. So all I'm saying is they've had the they've been collecting the money all along to fix the roads, and they never did it. Right. And so it's interesting to me. Like I, I just thought of this real quick. I want to see one year. Um, Change this chart to one year. Um, and then I want to put in like uh, Amazon. See if I can compare Amazon on here. We'll just take away XL. So Amazon is the green line. Look at this. Over one year, $10,000 in Amazon is only 10.41. Uh, 10,000, you know, just a little over $10,000. Uh, Chesapeake is 15. A uh, thousand. Let's see. I'll make sure NRG is over twelve thousand, and uh, XLU over the course of a year has outperformed Amazon. Interesting. Yeah, go back a year or two to see opposite. Uh, yeah, well, it all depends but, on the. But, but I, I don't. I don't know if hindsight really helps here. Like I wonder. Well, what, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I get that. With following the charts, though, I, that's what I meant. Uh, going yeah. forward, you got to follow and see what's going on. Yeah, that, remember. Chesapeake was coming off a low bottom because they got slaughtered when energy got slaughtered. Gas, yeah. oil, mat gas. Yeah. And now they're, now all, they're rallying back. All interesting stuff. And look, we don't usually take the time to talk big macro type things. And it, look, you can, you can if you want stock nerds and market lovers, who's to say that you can't put a couple thousand dollars uh, to something that you, whatever it is, it doesn't, whether it's this or something else you believe in, something that you're, you know, you're not paying the rent money or the college education money or whatever. Whatever it is that you uh, deem necessary, but um, I don't think people would have thought uh, Amazon would. Have, I didn't. I just literally thought to do this while I was talking over the course of 365 days that Amazon actually underperforms utilities. Something to think about. So with that, uh, let's see. We usually go Hunter first, and then Alex. Um, let's keep that. Let's keep that. Uh, saying, do you guys have anything to say about the, what I just talked about? Or I, before uh, we go on with the normal format of the show? Uh, not necessarily. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, Amazon on that time frame is a little tough because going back to August of last year was basically their peak, which they ran up a little bit higher, you know, prior to this most recent earnings. Uh, but I do think it makes an interesting point, Tim. Actually, before we do that, to your point about the this bill and uh, how it affects electric vehicles, pull up ALB or uh, LTHM. Sure. Both of these are lithium stocks. Oh, it's and absolutely do that. They have been on incredible rallies, perhaps ahead of this bill, um, and that's ALB and LTHM. So. Um, and these are two leader stocks in the, in their respective categories or their industry groups, but really strong rallies from anything that's related to mining for lithium in particular. Uh, just wanted to highlight that as kind of a, a little side note to, uh, to your argument you just made or the point you just made. Uh, interesting. What you got All this right, week? So yeah. Believe it or not, I'm actually planning on talking about Chesapeake Energy, uh, CHK. <laughs> um, really? Yeah, you were... Um, yeah, oh. yeah. This is uh, one of the leading, or actually, CHK is the leading oil stock uh, at the current moment. And hold on a second, Hunter. That's that's it. You know what? We don't plan the show. Like the fellas don't really know. I mean, Danny asked me what I was going to talk about today, and I said electric and, and oil, and that was it. <laughs> that's so. Man, that's awesome. I like it when we all sync up. Like, hey, go ahead, Hunter. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, well. All I want to say is that CHK and then LNG, um, I think it's Chenier is how you say that, LNG. Chenier. Chenier, yeah. So these are the two that look the best in the oil and gas area at the moment. Uh, but I just want to highlight that some of the names in XLE are starting to come back uh, a little bit better than some of the names in XOP. So that is your... Exxon, Chevron, ConocoPhillips. You're saying start, recover, recover. You're starting to Yes, recover. yes. After this most recent sell-off. So oil and gas pulled back roughly, depending on what ETF you're looking at, anywhere from really 20 to 25, 30%. Um, and XLE is a little bit of the more conservative ETF. It's coming back a little bit better than the others. Uh, but my point is just to keep an eye on this sector uh, for volume coming in slash pushing back above the 21s uh, for XOP, XLE, and OIH. They've been in correction mode uh, for a little over a month now, close to six weeks. And that's about how long XME, which is your metals and mining, was in correction mode before it started to turn up. Uh, and you've seen what steel has done over the last week or so. STLD, Nucor, Alcoa uh, have been on monster moves. So I want to highlight that just as an area to keep a watch on that is still. Uh, Where's Alcoa's uh, ticker? AA. Ah, AA. I typed in A. You know, I missed that. Like, that's, that's, there we go. Thank you. Yep. So the other sector, interestingly enough, is ITB or home builders, uh, particularly DHI and LEN. Uh, both of these were two of the first to really start showing strength. And they pulled back a little bit over the last few days uh, on lighter volume. So I would just keep an eye particularly on DHI and LEN uh, for maybe a retest of the 21 or just if they continue moving higher. Uh, they're both sitting kind of right on the eight day exponential right now. And also one that we own in Grotection, uh, Square SQ is one that, really looked like it was about to just blow the top off and break out. 
And, you know, if, if growth can start to really get a bid, I would keep an eye on this one as one that could possibly touch the 21 uh, and then really rip. Uh, it's, it's kind of tiring people out, frustrating people. It hasn't continued or showed strength like you would have thought it would. I would just don't forget about it because that's often when stocks uh, get ready to go is when people are done with it. They're frustrated. They've been shaken out. So keep an eye on Square. And then two uh, slightly less liquid names for the audience that I thought they might be interested in. First one is Figs, Tim. Ah, this one reported yes. earnings this morning yep. and uh, went down and touched 38, which is a level of support. And then have come back up and reclaimed their moving averages, uh, which are all slightly under 40. For the Go folks ahead. at home, figs are scrubs. So they're figs is the Lululemon of scrubs. I talked to Nicolette, who is my fiance. Uh, she's a physician assistant, and she said most everybody that she's you know talked to in the space, they either want a pair or they have a pair. And it's also just something to think about on figs. It's not like you know the optionality of buying a you know a a polo, a Brooks Brothers polo versus a Walmart polo. Like these are clothes that these people work in all day long. So it's not so much as a optional uh, discretionary buy, more as one that something you'd be more willing to spend more money on, I guess is what I'm saying. Kind of like with the mattress. You spend a lot of time in a mattress so people are willing to spend money on it. You spend a lot of time in your scrubs as a medical professional. So you'd want to, you know, maybe have the nicest pair, that kind of thing. More importantly, I think, than what you said, well, maybe not more importantly, but uh, the business model innovation of things is what they did is they took a, it just, and it's no different than what Lululemon did. They took commoditized products. You take, them up. Yeah. You, you take commoditized products and you enhance them with quality and then you brand them so people understand what the brand represents. Those are the most powerful business models the world has ever seen. And so it's not so much of uh, uh, it's you're innovating on a business model. You're not you're not creating a whole new uh, a whole new product per se. And brand lasts longer than products come and go. But if brand can be established as like Lululemon is, it would take so much for Lululemon to destroy its brand. Uh, Figs is 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 on is on the same ilk right now. Like that's what the the branders of style and durability. So you in, they cost more, but you invest in it, and that's what it is. It's got a lot of goodwill. Yeah, yeah it, and that's what that's exactly what Nicolette said too. Is she said they they look better, like stylish wise, and they last longer. So uh, yeah, the, I, one of the most powerful business models you could do is take a space that's been overly commoditized and absolutely. I got one more, Tim, uh, in the same same kind of liquidity area. Uh, Celsius, I know we've talked about it on here before. Celsius reported earnings yesterday. Is that C-E-H? You're thinking of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. That would be the running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Hunter, Hunter. No sports. Who is the number one running? Real quick. No, 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 no. Is it Delvin Cook? Who should I take in a fantasy draft? Christian McCaffrey or Delvin Cook. I don't think you can go wrong either way. Thank you. I have Hunter as my secret weapon for my fantasy league. This is my first year ever doing a fantasy league ever. Oh, what's your and team name? Up. Guns Katunas. It has to be. As I say, yeah. Scott, what is it's, I forgot what they gave me. My buddy, that's the league head, gave me like Scott Still Big Guns or something. I'm not can even he, kidding. Can we change it to Guns Katunas? 
I could ask him. <laughs> yeah, like I'd like a fantasy update every week on the Guns Katutas team. We should and, do our own Revere Fantasy League. And the, and the only players you can... All right, all right, Hunter, what's the next stop? Uh, the let's only... not keep going down sports, man. We take these left turns. Is that because you couldn't play in high school? Minutes right. longer. <laughs> all right, Hunter, go on. Go oh, on, wow. Sorry. All I wanted to say here is Celsius reclaimed the 50 and the 21 uh, after a pretty vicious gap down yesterday morning, got back above those moving averages, which also corresponds to the 70 level kind of operating as support. Uh, and now it has, it's down 2% today, uh, but it's sitting right on the 21. So one that's actually at a relatively attractive risk reward level, you can use the low of yesterday or 1% below there as a stop, that's about five or so percent below where it is currently trading. So that's all I've got today, guys. Awesome. Let's go now to our fantasy football expert, Alex Guns Katutis. <laughs> far, from, far from that. One second, um, Alex. The only, thing, the... the only thing you can draft, though, are people with big arms, like big biceps. All your players have Tim to Tebow. have Tim Tebow right off the board. Oh, easy to do thank you. Tebow. Hey, hey, one second. Don, you got a Tim Tebow weekly update, please? Thank you for saying Tim Tebow. Still on the team, showing exceptional hands, but it, like, it's looking like it's a numbers game, and it would be he's, he's kind of a long shot to make the team. Have they played a game yet? They, the Jags, or they play this weekend? Uh, Saturday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, Trevor Lawrence makes his debut in a mm. Jaguars uniform. Gordon Minshew is a national treasure. So is his brother Garden. Garden. Oh, is that? Oh, is it? Is that? What's his real? What's his? What's his? What's the quarterback's name? Gardner. 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 I didn't know who you were talking about. <laughs> his name's not Gordon. No, Gardner. Gardner Minshew. He actually is that who conceived him? The Gardner. All right, Guns Katutis. Guns Katutis. Give us your stocks. Okay. Damn, <laughs> Danny, it feels like you you don't like athletics. Go ahead, Alex. Well, we can talk Dan about sitting the most down prolific That's athlete okay. of the entire team. We must say that. And from from a career standpoint, he's he's got the pedigree as the only professional athlete among us. Dan, former well, professional. Oh, that's right. Up until yeah, that, this point. Well, that's right, Danny. You you were a professional. Danny, for those of you that don't tennis know, player, right? was a professional tennis player. Him and Bjorn Berg years ago. You knew you knew actually cool. Bjorn Berg board, right? Huh? You knew Bjorn Berg, like the the Bjorn, guy. No, I was before my time. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, goddamn. <laughs> How old is Bjorn? Never Berg? heard of that. <laughs> he won. He won his most of his slams in the seventies. I was a kid. When were you hitting the slams at Denny's? I w- <laughs> <laughs> well, I was a kid when I was hitting slam. slams at Denny's. Oh. When were you serving up the backhand? I was I was in high school in the eighties. Played NCAA in eighties. Went to SMU early early eighties, eighties. Vandy and SMU. Who was oh, the, oh, who oh, was the number one tennis player back then? Huh? Who was uh, Johnny Johnny Mac? Johnny Johnny Mac was Johnny up Mac. there. Connors was making a comeback. You see what Don's doing here, right? What you see? What Don's doing here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> you don't. You to. don't see it at all. It was. It was working until you brought it to his <laughs> attention. Yeah. I, I just. Okay, let's go back to stock. <laughs> there it is. There we, we can talk there sports it if it's about me. Oh, I, you brought it up. I didn't want to seem elusive. <laughs> Boxer or briefs when you were serving up the forehand. Oh. Mm. Stocks, Katutis. Guns, Katutis. 
Stocks Katutas. Okay. Are we good? Are we ready? Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready yes. for your, uh, right. your fantasy football stock of, uh, list. Let's go. We talked yeah. about this stock a couple months ago. Uh, RH. Oh, man. 29 million float. The stocks with low float are just love this RH. Love me some RH. Yeah. It, so it just needed time. Initially, when it get, had gapped up back in, I think it was June, it, it just wasn't ready yet. So it, it pulled back. But um, I think it might be ready now. And it's today, it's actually down a little bit. And it bounced off its eight-day exponential moving average, which was uh, a nice sign that, uh, you know, maybe some people were waiting for that pullback buy. Um, Matt, management the matters. The, the ma one second. The man yeah, Gary they, they Friedman, management, CEO is Gary they, Friedman. This guy is Dallas. He's a, he, you know, William Sonoma uh, threw this guy to the curb. Uh, back in the I didn't 90s. know that. Yeah, back in the nineties, uh, they got a they got a an investment uh from a guy named Ray Hemming and a couple other folks uh in the mid nineties recruited Gary Friedman. Gary Friedman's been running it since the uh the mid to late nineties. Amazing. And 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 I you know Chipotle's like this too. Like good management. What's in Don? What's another stock with some great management? Uh, I got Chipotle in the group. I've got I have Gary. a couple more, but yeah, yeah. Let's yeah go I'm going. Go ahead. Go ahead, Donna. Relax, relax, Alex. We'll get back to you for a yeah, minute. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. This is my time to shine, <laughs> guys. Sachin Adela uh, oh. copied the subscription strategy from the Adobe CEO. He's really the, the, the guy that was named CEO of the year four years in a row recently. I can't remember his name. It is, uh, okay, Shantanu oh. Narayan. He's uh, low profile, but an, an amazing CEO. Yeah, like I'm telling you, management is what these companies, Adobe, Microsoft, Chipotle, uh, Restoration Hardware, um, fantastic. Go, go ahead, uh, Alex. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Lest I frustrate oh, Danny anymore. Um, the other stock for a potential pullback buy was uh, AMD. We own this in Grotection. Uh, this had some of the biggest volume I've seen in the stock in a long time on a breakout. Th this area has seems to be found some a bid and someone's stepping in and a couple, I, 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 I would say my guess is that most big funds like Fidelity's and Vanguard's are, are laying this down on the books across the board. Because if you look at their portfolios and dig through mutual funds, most of them had Nvidia in it, but I would I would suspect that they're going to put this one on. They already some funds did have it already, but if if you don't own this and you're managing money, you're 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 missing out. I mean, I missed out on the first run, but I was like, okay, the first pullback it has, I'm buying it, and that's what we did at GrowTection, and I did that in my uh, beta test portfolio as well. You want to be in those leading stocks. One thing I want to talk about as far as overall market, this is. I call this the Alex indicator. When you see stocks gapping up and, and holding. What a clever name. At, yeah, <laughs> real clever. Let's call it the guns indicator. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> shut up, Hunter. <laughs> when, when stocks gap up, <laughs> he's going to make me laugh. When stocks gap up and they hold their gaps, it's a really good sign that the bull market's going to stay intact. If they start to fade, uh, I would suspect that things could get a little choppy, but if you pull up a chart of upstart, sure, I, I 
I didn't, I was already fully vested. So I didn't really have the opportunity to, to put anything on with this name. Uh, we did buy it at Grotection. They, uh, Don had positioned and got into this on that. Was the first day you got in Don or was it the second? Uh, first gap. Well, yeah, it was the first day. And if you look at that, it's three day higher. It's the third day higher high. Um, that's what you want to see in, in, a, in a bull market. And that's a tech name too. So it's like this week, these names haven't really been working, but Upstart is screaming to all time highs. So that tells me that, you know, relative, if you're trying growth names, you should, you know, put your risk on and, and give it a shot. Just um, where, where is the Alex like indicator? What was the Alex indicator? If you get gap ups like D Dog, Team, oh, okay. Upstart, all these gaps, LC. and they hold, LC is another one. If they hold their gaps on these leading charts, you, you, I would say that you're, you're, the trend's going to continue higher. Gotcha. Otherwise, yeah. if, the, if the market's coming down, these stocks are going to come down too. It, it's like a rising tide lifts all boats. Well, it goes the other way too. If the tide's going down, I don't care if you're on a the Titanic, that's going to come down with it. Yeah, but so by the that, way, that's, the, that's but, the way I look at it. By the way, Don uh, on the YouTube channel, Don did a great one hour uh, YouTube educational video on mm -hmm. gap rules. It's specifically on gap stocks that gap and how to how to either uh, buy them and, and whether you should hold them or sell them real quick, depending on what they do, or avoid them, how to know which ones to buy and which ones to avoid. It's it, it's funny you said that. The, when I first joined the team, that was the first video Don had sent me. I was watched the uh, the gap up rule buys, so I thought that's that's pretty neat. It, it is a very good video. Is LC? Uh, it's hard to borrow here. Is that a short float name? Possibly. They've been beat up pretty bad over the last couple of years. Yeah. They're kind of resurging a little bit. Can I make uh, one comment in relation to the kind of the discussion that Alex is is talking about and you, Tim and, and yeah. Dan, uh, just to the earnings reactions we've seen so far uh and you know every day i scan through the biggest volume movers uh of pretty much all stocks that are traded or at least that are liquid enough to be worthy of our attention and i i would say over the course of since earnings season started uh going back to big tech and amazon those types of names there's been a pretty good bit of really strong gap ups that have held. There's been really strong or really bad gap downs, but there's also been a lot of initial gap downs and strong names that have ended up being extremely strong reversals. Uh, mm -hmm. Like Figs is a good example. Yeah. Celsius, I mean, that Roku, which hadn't worked out great since, but it was a strong reversal initially. So there's been a good bit of that. And so I would say it's pretty, I don't think it's like everything's gapping up and holding or it's the opposite. It seems like it's pretty balanced in regards to how the market is reacting and handling uh, some of these because for a long time from like the end of February to mid to end May, uh, really any kind of gap, especially in growth stocks, was sold and uh, faded like resoundingly consistently for a long time. I'd say like 80 to 90 percent of gap ups from end of February into May on growth stocks were faded heavily uh, and that's finally started to change at the end of May. And now I think the action's a little bit healthier on the majority of these names. So and that's, that's and that's, and, have, and that speaks I have to, one more stock. That, hang on, hang on, hang on. That speaks to overall yeah. kind of market sentiment with the technology and growth area, number one, but number two, that's also why you really, if you haven't seen it, it should go watch Don's 
gap rules video because he shows you whether the stock's going to gap, how to determine whether it's going to gap and crap or gap and hold and move higher. But you're right. To your point, Hunter, it is uh, depending on the kind of the market, overall market sentiment as well. Yeah. Um, if you could pull up a chart of FTNT, this is an example of what Hunter's talking about. It gapped up. And then look at that, look at that bar right there on the earnings. So they gap it down, right? And then someone steps in and drives that thing almost to the yes the, the previous day's closing price. I that is an awesome reversal. I I wish I had an alert set. I would have gotten in down there. I didn't. Um you live and you learn. But that was one that that bar is so rare and it's a great tool to use uh for like what Hunter was talking about as far as a, a gap down and then reversal. That's a great reversal bar. That's it. Awesome. Real quick before we go to Don, this is interesting. I was looking at this um, while Hunter was talking. So look at the, uh, so Figs is down, not, not bad, 160. This thing just came public a little while ago. 160 million shares there. Like, like the float of Restoration Hardware is 29 million, Chipotle 25 million. 160 million shares and then i was because i was curious like what is the uh what else was the float of lc just nine i mean in comparison to so to uh what did i just have up there so far i think figs oh figs thank you uh 98 million but look at SoFi. SoFi is getting crushed today down almost 14 percent that I think I would think that's a mistake, but it's almost eight hundred million. Well, but shares. you also got to take consideration the price. Price will affect totally. Them as well. yeah. I mean, Chipotle is yeah. an yeah. Yeah. fifteen dollars so like share, dollars well, stock. Yeah, fifteen dollars uh, share versus forty-five yeah, million. Quote hasn't increased, is what I'm saying. Oh, well, yeah, that, they, they, they came. They they didn't buy back a bunch of stock. Right. The, the smaller the float, I think uh, the better. Well, you got to use scarcity. percentages. Is all I'm saying. Because I, 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 I know what the IPO price is going to come out at, so they know how many shares they got to issue for that. So you got to take. I think it's the. I think it's the funding. It's the how many series, right. how many right. rounds of funding did SoFi have to get before it became public, and who had to get paid off. It's the demand and Eight, how many people want to cash out. Eight hundred million shares, Dan. Jesus. That's that's a that's a. Tim, do you find that there's a sweet spot in float size? I've always I'm, found like 60 to 120 I'm million. looking. I'm actually looking for it. That's why I've been talking about it a lot lately. I'm actually researching. Yeah. But it, right. and, Let and, me know. Well, it, and it's changed because of the startup landscape. Like this, the, you're, you, you know, when, when did DoorDash, you know, how many like Series F, Series, you know, when did Airbnb? Airbnb, Airbnb just reported. Uh, not that much, but look at 617 million shares. Like it. it a lot. The whole the whole landscape has changed this last five to seven years because they stayed uh, private longer. And look at Hood. I mean, it's almost a billion shares. I mean, that's I mean, well, that's I, a lot. That's a fifty. Oh, that, stock. That, that's a lot. Well, too, no, though. but that's a fifty dollar stock <laughs> on seven hundred million on a fifteen dollar stock. That's not a lot. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's a sh it's a ton. Of shares, like percentage to the I, company. It's a ton. Yeah. It's a ton. Anyway, Don, what you got, man? I want to uh, clarify something. Not only am I twice the combined ages of Alex and Hunter, 
I am You're twice as good looking. Fantasy. Twice as good looking, and from a fantasy football perspective, <laughs> oh my I don't know gosh. twice as much combined as they do. This is the uh, the trophy that we've been using in my league since 1990. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, that's every cool. year that's, that's the, the winners uh, the winner uh, gets tacked on to the side of it. So this was back like when you that. had to calculate stats by hand. Do you have, I, I didn't know what the thumbnail was Oh, Don, Don, yeah, throw yeah. it down the gauntlet. Do you have a... Can you snatch a pebble from my can, Grasshopper? Do you have a league, Don, where you have to do something embarrassing if you come in last? No. Don't do that. I've got, a, I've got an idea for that, Tim. What's that? Todd, so my friend and, and, and I are starting a dynasty league, and so we discussed the uh, punishment thing, and... We had ran across this idea of the last place person has to dress up as a maid and serve as the butler at the next in-person draft and bring everyone drinks and food. Yeah, that's not bad. It's not so bad. That's not Hunter, bad. if you well, lose, we, we I'll fly a, down for that. It's not a lot of public shame. We have an opening in our league, and I, I saved the team name Guns and Sweetums for uh, Hunter and Alex. <laughs> if they want to hey. combine, but... Hunter, so far, should we do it? Afraid to join. <laughs> afraid to join the grizzled veterans. Uh, in, well, Dan, in, I mean, uh, Don's in intimidating me. Don's intimidating me. He's trying to show the trophy and his name on there. I feel like, I feel like me and Guns Katutus. Actually, that might make a great story for the year. Can Guns Katutus? We should just do Sweetums. it so we can end it. If we win, we could just we'll, we'll hold the title. You know, Sweetums, right. Sweet Guns trophy right in the back of your uh, office there. Yeah, my money's <laughs> on Don. No, I think the young guys oh, got it. Oh, wow. Dan, Dan, we I, got think, it. Uh, <laughs> I think you don't know how long fantasy football. Uh, I, I think I, 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 I was like I, a toddler. Yeah, well, that yesterday. So I think that uh, Hunter and Alex are, would be Don. I think the – I absolutely do. Oh, I've been I love playing that. Don, both Don, of those guys are alive. Is Don the commissioner? <laughs> Together, yeah. Don, are you the commissioner of the league? This second year in this league. I'm the commissioner, of course. Well, that's why he would win. He would just manipulate. I'm sure that's – he manipulates oh, the yeah, world. Oh, yeah, I can always oh, manipulate. Oh, already said right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, that's we, – we can talk like about this for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> Don, let's hear your stocks. Let's, let's talk Let's talk about uh, another gap up that took a little bit of a rest, and we've added to it twice now in-house. Datadog, D-D-O-G. And this is following the formula. Massive volume gap up, pulled back, touched the ADMA, rested for a little while. And over the last two days, went screaming higher. And uh, this is there's a, there's a lot of these going on. Chipotle is one we don't own, but that's another one that had a gap up and really just didn't let you in until this most recent pullback. Um, when growth leaders like that are are working, it's certainly a reason to be optimistic about the market. But as always, we've got our stops in place. Hey Don, I've got minor changes bad. to the 2021 list, 2121 list uh, this week. And I'm also going to go over our balance at risk calculation into a little bit more detail again. Some people have asked about that, uh, which is basically what's the maximum drawdown if you would get stopped out on all your holdings. The rebar. The rebar. Revere estimated balance at risk. All right. Well, that'll listen. All that shows up. Uh, tell you what, uh, Danny, let's do that. Where, where can they find all that great information this weekend when we do all that research? Take us home, Danny. Folks, if you like what you heard, please tell a friend, tell a neighbor, send them to revereasset.com. We won't spam them or reach out to them in any way. It's up to them to reach out to us. 
If they want a free complimentary portfolio review, just have questions or have topics they'd like to hear on the air, you can email any of us, Dan at RevereAsset.com, Tim at RevereAsset, Don at RevereAsset, or Hunter or Alex at RevereAsset.com. You can also call us old school at 855-REAL-WELL. All right. I don't have any more last thing this week. All right. Well, then we'll talk to you next week on Your Money. 